0: Welcome to another episode of the walk. Um, trying something different today. I'm actually using my handset directly, um, hoping it'll get less wind interference, and also hoping that um, when I take it away from my mouth, it won't be quite so so breathy. The problem with the um mouthpiece being where it is when I walk normally, is that um, even when I'm not talking, you can hear me sort of struggling to, to catch my breath basically. So I'm hoping that um, on those occasions I can just sort of move the handset away from my mouth a little bit and you won't be catching quite so much of my obvious unfitness. Um, Just had to delay the start there because um, just as I was walking out of my road um, what you can only really describe as a modern day rag and bone truck drove into the road and what this basically consists of is a a van um, driven by, well there's a couple of guys in the front one of them's shouting from a loud hailer out of the window and they're basically shouting sort of for scrap metal, um, old TVs, microwaves, um, white goods, that kind of thing. Um, and it was quite loud so I thought I'd better delay the, the start even though really it would have been quite, um, nice for you to have caught that really. Um, I think the couple of guys driving, um, how do I say this without sounding as if I've prejudged the situation? I think they were gypsies. Let's let's get that that word out of the way. Um, there is a local sort of traveller community down there. I'm not really sure how they can be travellers if they're there all the time, but um, that's what they're known as. Um, people sort of know they're there, and you know well I think they're tolerated I mean certainly by me but I mean I do hear lots of other people talking um in well negative terms about them I do seem to get blamed for a lot of what happens locally whether or not I think they're involved in any way Um, but anyway this um reminded me of something that happened at work yesterday just as these guys sort of turned into the road. you know, and I've recognised that they are probably gypsy guys, if that is even the right word to use. It um, yeah, just put me in mind of something which um, my work colleague said yesterday. I think I'll refer to him as my work colleague. I could say my racist work colleague. Um, I think I just did, but I won't call him that in case he ever does get to to hear this and decides to press press charges. Um, So my work colleague introduced me yesterday to the concept and the term um, water gypsy. Never heard that one before, water gypsy. Um, Instantly I'm thinking, you know, water vole, you know, water boatman, or various little animals that live in or around the water. And um, then got in mind sort of these little traveller guys with, you know, web feet and waterproof coats. And when I say waterproof coats, I don't mean, um you know, made by um, the North Face, I mean kind of, you know, waterproof furry coats, a bit, bit like um, beavers or or otters might have, you know, imagine these guys kind of living in caravans that are kind of dug into the, the banks of the river, you know, water gypsy, that was a good one, I asked him what he meant by that, um, you know, in a non-aggressive way as I could, even though really I was thinking, you racist git, and um, well, basically, my, my colleague's got, the, got this boat, um, this, well, barge, really, I think you might want to call it, and he spends most of his weekends on this boat, sort of going up and down the canals of Gloucestershire. Um, and um, so he's fully sort of controverse in the ways of um, the water. the local waterways and um apparently this is an accepted term water gypsy and um yes apparently there are lots of them and they live on boats on the water and um apart from that i don't believe they've got any special waterproof qualities i think they're just people in boats water gypsies there we are i keep repeating it because it is a it's a fascinating phrase not one I've heard before. I bet most of you haven't heard it before either. So um, next time you're having a conversation about travelers, throw in the term water gypsy and see see what happens. Um, there we go. Anyway, on my way to work, it's a lovely day actually, really nice, really warm. Um, slight breeze, completely clear blue sky. Um, sort of Indian summer I think they call it I'm not really sure it counts this late into September Um, but there we go it's a it's um it's nice good weather for walking and I've got shades on again because it is sort of bright enough definitely to need them I um, just stopped there somebody walks past a little bit earlier today I've done the school run again but I managed to get away a little bit earlier, Um, got my son in as quickly as I could and um, got away as quickly as I could but that's not as easy as it sounds, Um, you can't just dump them there, you've got to wait for the bell to go and, you know, he's only only four, it's only his second week at school, I'm not just going to dump him in the playground, not yet anyway i um, just crossing the road. Haven't quite made it all the way across. I got to stop in the middle because somebody else pressed the button, and I got there a little bit too late to take advantage of it. Um, anyway, yes, school run. Yeah, it's not easy to get away. I mean, the amount of cars pulling up outside the school, you know, makes it difficult. I'm one of those, so I can't really complain. Although I get the feeling a lot of people have. Um, come more locally than, than I have, but um, I mean, I've got no evidence for that, I'm just being being presumptuous really. Um, anyway, lots of cars around, not easy to park, not easy to get away, get out of your car, um, you know, safely without endangering the amount of people walking by as they take their kids to school. But um, one of the things I've really... Noticed this week has really annoyed me is the amount of parents that you know walk their kids to school the sort of few hundred yards or half a mile at the most that that they most of them do seem to come um, from the you know to the school and and I don't know whether it's just a way of getting their kids out of the house or whether they've got to bribe them or whether they want to show off with what their children have got or whether the kids want to show off with what they've got. The number of parents walking with children on these bloody scooters and and on their bikes on the pavement, you know, in, in into the school grounds, and you're trying to get past. It's bad enough with the pushchairs, but people can't really help that. But yeah, I mean, you know, if I had you know a scooter for my boy, and he, you know he does want one actually, and they are good fun. I think we are going to get him one shortly as a sort of present for starting school well and not making a fuss in fact i think he enjoys it you know hopefully but anyway you know my my feelings on this is is just they just get in the bloody way i can't see the point you know the parents have got to carry these things back home again and these kids you know all arrive on their scooters and i'm trying to get away and get to work I don't know how many of the other parents seem to be in the same situation. maybe, maybe they haven't got anything to rush for. certainly seems that way with a lot of them. Um, I'm not going to cast dispersions on that, but um yeah, that, that's how it seems to me. people with less um, urgency to get away. You know, like I said, I've got to drive home, and then I've got to get in the car sorry I've got to drive home leave the car and then walk you know my 20-25 minute journey home so oh, I'm clocking this up to work I've got to walk my 20-25 minute journey to work from home having left the car behind so you know time is of the essence really I I haven't got a start time at work it's it's flexible but you know clearly the, the later I get there later I've got to stay Um, logical really and I don't want to be there any longer than I have to be to be perfectly honest anyway moving along yeah where are we just coming up to the social housing very quiet lovely view of the Cathedral as usual you know it's a council area but it really isn't a bad one it really isn't much evidence of of um, antisocial behaviour well unless they're all in bed of course but it's a quiet road it's not a big council estate. it's just a small kind of couple of couple of roads just, just off one sort of spine road um, Lots of older people as well, which always helps keep an area quiet. Certainly, where I live, there's lots of older people, but they're gradually dying off one by one, and each time they die off, either you know a young family moves in, much like ourselves, and of course they're much louder and they've got two cars and all the things that go with that, and their dog, um, or somebody buys to let. And then you get your rental. Um people move in. Now I understand why people have got a rent and I I sort of perfectly appreciate the position that most people are in with getting on the property ladder and what have you, but it does definitely change the dynamics of an area when lots of properties are being let. Um I'm not going to say any more than that because it just seems as if i'm you know being negative about that group when really then there's not a group you know you can't put all people that rent properties into a group because you know that would just be ridiculous but it certainly has changed the area a little bit people do have less interest in the in the local community people do take less pride in in, sort of, where they live and that's definitely noticeable Oh, here we go Here are the, um, the scrap metal gypsies any old iron or whatever Don't know if you'll hear them They sort of drive much too quickly, really Even if I had a microwave, I I doubt whether I'd have it handy to sort of give to them. I'd have to rush in and there's no way they've gone. (laughs) They've gone. There we go. Oi mate, I've got a microwave. No, you're gone. Too late. Too late. I don't really see how that works. No wonder they've got an an empty van just passing behind Rugby club now. I, I kind of have given clues to where I am, but I, I won't mention it too obviously. This is a Premiership rugby team with a good local support. Not one of those rugby teams that plays its games in a football ground; it's their own ground. So, although it's only small, fitting around sort of 14,000, I believe. It's, it always feels a lot more than that, because people do definitely tend to pack in there. So it, it does much better to fill a 14,000 seating, or some standing, some seating rugby ground than, um, than rattling around in a 25, 30,000 30, all-seater football ground not really a rugby man, if I'm honest. I've always been a round-ball man. We'll get on to things like football I'm sure on another occasion. Um, anyway, I was just talking about the social housing and I mean, I've never lived in social housing. You know, I class myself as working class most definitely. always have been. You know, my parents, you know, my mother always worked in in shops when I was younger and um, even did a bit of cleaning, as I remember, to make ends meet. Her job before she had, me and my brother was, um, you know, for the local council, sort of just, you know, doing typist, administration-type work. And she went back to that once um, once we'd gone to to secondary school. Um, she's recently retired, actually, but that's what she did. My father's always worked in in industry. He's um, you know, always worked on work workshop shop floors and factory shop floors. So he's most definitely, you know, blue collar. Always um, wanted me not. To have to follow in his footsteps um, on that, in that regard, and thank him for that, because it's not something I think I I would cope with very well. Um, but yes, and their parents were both both sets of their parents were similarly positioned in terms of their work. Um, you know, admin admin-y type positions for the for my grandmothers, or even factory work, actually, for one of my grandmothers. And then, kind of more industrial work for my grandfathers. I think one of my grandfathers worked at the local wagon works. I mean, that sounds rather working class, doesn't it? I'm sure it's long gone now. And um, they did live in council houses. I guess until, until the 70s, really, when they, when they did branch out and buy their own places. And um, neither of them did the right to buy, actually. That was something which, I don't know, either they didn't take up or hadn't come in. But yeah, they didn't buy their own council houses. They, um, they went and bought properties of their own, basically through the endeavours of their work and the savings they have managed to accumulate so you know they, they they were the first people, the first generation if you like of my family to own their own properties and that's only my grandparents so we're not going back a long way there so I class myself as working class um, but I know I got a comment actually from from a Twitter friend of mine, who's listened to the first of these podcasts, the first thing he said was um, that I sounded, and I think I'll quote him here, much, much more middle class than he was expecting. didn't really know how to take that. I mean, I'm fairly well educated, I went to a local comp. Um, went to a university albeit one that had you, you know, formerly been a, a polytechnic so they all changed in the early 90s just before I went um, you know, got a degree but then so many others have a, also so it doesn't exactly set me apart but yeah, I mean I've always, always been brought up to talk properly and you know so I guess that's kind of what he means, I, I suppose. I don't know what he expected me to sound like. Um, like I'd just come out of the pit, I suppose. Um, so if you're listening to this, Arnie, um, yeah, I, I still don't know whether to take it as a compliment or or sort of having a bit of a dig at me for my, my um, fake working class roots, maybe. Or at least as you might perceive it. Anyway, um, follow Arnie on Twitter. He's a good lad. Arnie, etc. That's Arnie, E-T-C, on Twitter. Um, How can I describe Arnie? He's got a podcast of his own, actually, which I used to um, subscribe to. It's a political one. He and um, a friend of his pretty much ranting from the right side of politics. And when I say right, I don't mean correct, I mean right as in not left. Um, Arnie is a sort of, well, you'd say he was a Tory, but he's not anymore. I think he's, yes, he's joined UKIP, which really marks him out as a bit of a loon, I think. But Especially for a lad of sort of 22 or whatever he is. Um, Sorry, Arnie, you know, got to get that out there. bit strange, really, Arnie. He's He's got a nice girlfriend. Um... Joanna, also on Twitter Um, No sugar in my tea, I believe is her moniker and um, she's German nothing unusual in that but yeah, just seems that Arnie being a UKIP member doesn't want Britain to benefit from EU membership but he's doing perfectly well out of it himself with his nice German girlfriend (laughs) Um, bit of a strange one that Anyway, if you listen to this Joanna, hello. Um, Joanna's a bit of a liberal with, a, I think, a small L. Don't really know how her and Arnie really get on when they get onto politics. I guess there's a degree of mutual tolerance there. So I um, just thought I'd mention them because Arnie was good enough to provide some, some feedback from my first attempt at this. Okay, just past the cathedral now, coming up to the sort of last leg of the journey. I must admit, less people are looking at me because I'm holding this handset. I guess they definitely think I'm on a call because I'm holding a phone up to my mouth. A bit like they do on The Apprentice. Um, I hope it's recording. Certainly the the sound detection is flashing away as I speak so seems to think I'm making enough noise to register Um, and I guess I still sound out of breath but I'm just hoping it's not quite so so pronounced okay was there anything else I I wanted to say oh um yeah thanks to um Daniel Daniel Ruiz ties um, on Twitter. He's sixteen oh seven. That's one six oh seven. West Egg, West Egg, no spaces. Um, of course, presenter of podcasts, which you know I don't believe I'll ever come close to to equaling the wonderful Daniel Ruiz Tizon podcast. Anyway, thanks to DRT for putting out a few retweets for my podcast I'm hoping that certainly I'll be able to piggyback some of his listeners I think they're people who perhaps follow me anyway on Twitter and I follow them so you know that's hopefully going to be something which I can benefit from um just going past the court Which is closed at the moment. Usually, there's a group of reprobates outside, smoking, looking nervous, in ill-fitting suits, um, waiting presumably for their day in court and waiting for their solicitors to arrive um, to go through the motions. It's a local crown court. Um, We've also got the local magistrates court down here these are for people who well have engaged in less serious crime I'd be embarrassed actually if I went to magistrates court I always think if you're going to be a criminal you might as well do it properly Um, you know bump someone off steal a good amount of money Um, you know just sort of petty crime the magistrates court just seems rather pointless really um you can't gain much out of it and yet you're still you're still in you're still in court you're still in trouble it's interesting actually around this this area because we've got the we've got both those courts i've just mentioned um we've also got the prison to my right where you could end up on remand and then on my left here is um, the probation office, where you'll probably end up when you've been released. So all nicely placed together, which is um, very convenient. Usually the probation office has a group of troubled looking young men outside, smoking, waiting to go in to meet their probation officers usually a can of special brew or too on the go um yeah i sound a little bit like i'm casting aspersions there i've used that expression once again but I'm um, i'm trying not to really just trying to give you a picture of how all these things fit together anyway i'm just coming up to my place of employment so i will cease this recording now it's been a slightly longer trip than normal in terms of the time it's taken i think that's probably because i'm walking along with my arm in front of my face holding a phone not realized until i've just stopped now how how numb my arm is feeling um it's probably slowed me down a bit not being able to swing it in the normal way um, so yes, you know, a minute or so longer than normal. Um, I'll be off now. I'll I'll see you next time. I'm Richard Price. Follow me on Twitter on RichardP1975. I look forward to your comments, your feedback. Please retweet the links and listen to the show. And hopefully, um, I can get this thing off the ground and get it sort of more to, to how I perhaps would like it to be um, in the future. Thanks for listening.